By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show, Nelly and Kelly Rowland. You know who Kelly Rowland is, Shelly? I don't. Don't know who Kelly Rowland is? I don't. Come on. She's with her boo. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I know. She's with her boo. Uh, Well, she used to be a shorty. Now she's a boo. You know how that goes. Um, Does that mean she's been upgraded or downgraded? Well, if you're a shorty, that's good. If you're a boo, that's better. You don't, you don't, come on. You didn't know that? I I probably did. I just didn't. Come on. Kelly Rowland, I think she was also born here in St. Louis. She was with one of the groups. God, it's going to drive me nuts if I can't figure this out now. Like your prostate? Yeah, it's going to drive me nuts. Like Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y-R-O-W-O-W. Here she is, American singer. Uh, Born February 11th, 1981. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I was wrong. She went to Lamar High School. She was part of the group Destiny's Child. Was she? Yes. She rose to fame That's in the late 1990s. Remember Destiny Child, Destiny's Child. One of the world's best-selling girl groups of all time. During the group's three-year hiatus, Roland released her deep solo, her debut solo album, Simply Deep, which debuted at number one on the UK charts, blah, blah, blah. It included blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, uh, Kelly Rowland. She's 41. Man. I'm telling you, I surprised. I, that's I would thought you think she'd be older than that because that song goes back to that song uh, we just played is 20 years old. Really? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Um, um, here, let me see. Let me see the exact. If I've got that on the screen here, if it shows dilemma, I believe that was 2002. If I'm not mistaken, uh, exactly 20 years old. Here, let me see, put D I L E M A dilemma. I can't spell. Dilemma, Nelly. See if it comes up that way. I do all this stuff, this searching, so you don't have to. Uh, 2002. Man, am I good or what? So it was on the album Nellyville. Kelly Rowland and Nelly. Yes. Now, get this. <laughs> it cracks me up. <laughs> if, you, if you get into this thing, you know, you. this is like especially true in Wikipedia. If you research a song you like, then it shows you the genres that the song is in, okay? And almost every song is a multiple genre song. Okay, we ready for this? Sure. Obviously, it's hip-hop and rap. It's pop. It's Afro Swing. <laughs> have you heard of that one before? I Af- have not. I Afro, have not. Afro Swing and Indian Film Pop. Indian Film Pop? Hold on a minute. Let me look at this. Uh, Grammy Award for Best Melodic Rap Performance. Run a grant, won a Grammy. Nominations, Grammy Award for Best Melodic Rap Performance. More uh, Indian Film Pop. Okay, let's go to Indian Film Pop. Uh, Indian Film Pop is Indian pop music, also known as indie pop, refers to pop music produced in India that is independent from film soundtracks from Indian cinema. That doesn't tell me much. Let me go to Afro Swing. What's Afro Swing? Afro Swing, also known as Afro Bashment, are less commonly Afro Bean or Afro Trap is a genre of music that developed in the UK during the mid-2010s. Stylistic origins, Afro Beats, Dancehall, Grime, British Hip Hop, Road I've Rap. I've heard of Grime before. <laughs> You've heard of Grime before? Yeah. Road Rap, Trap, and UK. Okay, have 
Who sits around and thinks up these classifications? Who does that? I mean, okay, let's you okay, okay, you say you know what grime is. Let's look at grime. What is grime? Okay, give me a definition of grime. Who, me? Yes, you. <laughs> Who no, else is I'm there? I'm not going to do it. Okay, grime is a genre of electronic music that emerged in London in the early 2000s. It mm-hmm. developed out of the earliest UK dance style, UK Garage. Okay, here we go. Kind of <laughs> like Frank Zappa. And draws influence from jungle, dance hall, and hip hop. Okay, what's dance hall? Let's look up a dance hall. Dance hall is a genre of Jamaican popular music that originated in the late 1970s. Initially, dance hall was a more sparse version of reggae than the root style, which had had dominated much of the 1970s. In mid-1980s, digital instrumentation began became more prevalent, changing the sound considerably with digital dance hall, Araga, R-A-G-G-A, becoming increasingly characterized by faster rhythms. Key elements of dance hall music includes extensive use of Jamaican patios rather than Jamaican standard English and a focus on the track instrumentals are rhythms. Okay, what is R-I-D-D-I-M-S? What is Jamaican patios? P-A-T-A, let me see it one more time, P-A-T-O-I-S. Jamaican patios, locally rendered patois and called Jamaican Creole uh, by linguist, is an English-based Creole language with West African influences spoken primarily in Jamaican among the Jamaican disporas. A majority of the non-English words in patos come from the West African Akan language. It is spoken by the majority of Jamaicans as a native language. Man, I the more you know what I I found this fascinating. Years ago, I heard a guy say when I was a young dude, the more you know, the more realize what you don't know. You know what I mean? It's to the point where that is such a true statement. I mean, you read this, I'm going like I had no idea what dance hall was. What? Well, oh God, I just know what music sounds good. How's that? I mean, I'm not gonna care. Well, that sounds like it's a little bit of dance hall and it's got some Afro beat in it. And a little bit of Jamaican patios. No, I like it. You know, it's like <laughs> I like it. I listen. Remember the old. <laughs> this is going way back. You know, they they play these on some of the channels. So some of the younger listeners out there may have seen this before. But Dick Clark American Bandstand. Okay, remember they had the segment in the show where they would rate the record, and it was always like they'd play the record and then they'd say, "Okay," and it was always a guy and a gal. Okay, what do you think? Dick Dick Clark would say, "Okay, what do you think of that one?" And the guy would say, oh, I like it. I get an 89. And the woman would say, oh, I like it. I can dance to it. It's a 92. Remember that? You don't remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You don't remember that. No, I don't. You don't remember that. Okay. Do I? Let's be honest why we're here this morning. Because it's our therapy. It's a holiday. Oh, it is a holiday. It's milk day. Right. And today, it's therapy session for Brad and Shelly. Shelly Shelly was not feeling real good last night. I was not. She was she was mentally anguished, right? I definitely had angst, yes. So here we are. We're gonna work this out. Shelly, what's your problem? Lay down on the couch. Tell me everything. <laughs> That's not gonna happen on the air. Nobody's listening, it's a holiday. Everybody's got the day <laughs> off. No, it's, it's, at least all the federal workers have the day off. God, yeah, they've the got in the state. Man, people. I'm telling you. Think about it. And the banks. Aren't the banks closed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week was in the last month, the last four weeks, last week was the only week where people had to work five days. Think about it for a minute. Okay, the week before that, 
the holiday, even though the January, you know, New Year's Day was on a Sunday, most everybody got Monday off, okay? The week yeah. before that, Christmas was on a Sunday, so everybody got Monday off. Okay, so for uh, one, two, how many, three weeks in a row, uh, or so, no, in four weeks, nobody's had to work on, uh, nobody's had to work on Monday in three of the past four weeks. Think about that for a minute. And then how many people, how many people just disappeared starting like, the 21st or 22nd of December. Let me think. 24th was Saturday. So 23rd was was Friday. So you know a lot of people took that Friday off. They took Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. You know, the problem with our country is everybody's lazy. I shouldn't say everybody. Most people are lazy. People are lazy. Yeah, it's like that's not true. Not everybody is lazy. Most people are lazy. Most people, I'm not going to work today. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. I tried to do some FCC work. I shouldn't say this on the air, but I tried to do some FCC filings yesterday. We have, as broadcasters, we have to do certain filings and things like that. The website screwed up. And you know it won't be fixed till tomorrow because of the fact that, you know, they're off. It's holiday weekend for the feds. They're off today. That website won't be uh, up till tomorrow. Now, <laughs> boy, have, have you heard this crazy stuff that happened last week when, when they had the, you know, the ground stop with all the airplanes grounded because of the computer system that crashed? Yeah. That computer system is 30 years old. <laughs> and, and, but it works. Well, but, but the problem was one guy put in one line of code and the whole thing crashed. And, and see, like I said... Did they find patient zero? I, apparently, they know who did it. It was oh, an, F, an FAA dude that did something wrong. Uh, but, but see, see, and the other crazy wow. thing about this is they they have they have degenderized the notum. Did did we talk about this last week? No, we just talked okay. about notums a little bit, but we didn't say degenerized. Degener de what what genderized? Okay, degenderized. Genderized. Okay. Notum used to stand. Is for, that like? Um, What's the, well, that's why when you when you defrock somebody, are you <laughs> you neuter them? Excuse me. <laughs> you made them a gelding. <laughs> you know. What oh a, my goodness. Do you know what a gelding is? <laughs> a gelding. Don't you know what a gelding is? Isn't that? They use the term with horses. That's when they um. Go ahead. Fix their dangly bits. <laughs> or they remove them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, notice to airmen. That's what it used to be called. N O T A M. Do you know it's now changed? Oh, really? I kept hearing these people go. It's notice to airmen. Now it's notice to air mission. So they've changed. They've taken them. They've taken the men out. It's now notice to air mission. Okay. Once again, all the system does is it tells pilots there are certain problems at certain airports. Right? You know that. Yep. Right? Okay. Like- um, right. Be aware, migratory water. Exactly that kind of thing. There's, you know, there's which there's, is ducks, right, or geese, right, right. That's one of the notums. One of the notums would be, in our case, radio towers. Let's say if our if if our uh, lights don't flash in our tower, we notify the FAA, and that puts put, that bit's put that's put into the notum. So in other yes. words, it says tower at such and such a coordinate. The the top beacon is not functioning. Okay, most of the time, and I would have to say. I'm going to take a guess at this. I'm not an airline pilot, and if I if I knew an airline pilot, I'd call him up and I'd ask him. But most of the time, I would say, "Call Caleb." 
No, I, an airline pilot. I mean, a guy, a, an airline pilot that, that, you know, has, I mean, there's special rules with private aircraft, but with, with, uh, uh, with an airline pilot, you have to be by the book, by the book, by the book, by the book, by the book. Get what I'm saying? And what I'm by saying is most of the time, the things that are notums don't really matter to airline pilots. For example, if the tower lights go out on all the towers in St. Louis, it's no big deal because the airline pilots don't fly near the towers anyway. At least they don't fly that low near the towers. Now, the helicopter guys may, the medevac guys may, but the airline pilots, you know, and not only that, they're in constant communication with the FAA ground people. When they're, you know, they're on the yes, ground, they, they have ground control. Then they switch over to the tower, and then they go, and then they, they're on departure control, and then they're on, what do you call it, the, 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 the where they're between... Airports. What's what's well, you know all the terms. What's that? Is that it, what what are the what's what are the people out there at at uh, at uh, at Weldon Spring do? What what's that? What's that center out there? That's called, called the Tracon. It's the terminal radio radio terminal radio approach control. Okay. So so in other words, for the most part, the pilots are in constant con, uh, contact with the air traffic controllers and the yes, air traffic. Yes, they are, and they're on the blip. Right, and the air traffic controllers will tell them, "Hey, you know, when you're on your approach to STL, uh, watch out at the at the uh, you know there might we've had report of some migratory birds at the approach end of one two. Okay, thank you. You know, you know what I mean. So in other words, the notum isn't really all that important anymore. And not only that, everybody's got their little iPad with ForeFlight. You know what ForeFlight is? I do. See, and you know who you know who owns ForeFlight now? No. Boeing. Forflight is this amazing is amazing software package. Are they vertically integrating? Yeah, they're getting just like iHeart pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, anyway. Okay, we have to take a break. Uh, oh, it was. We have to take a break, and we have to pay some bills, and I have to take care of some business here at the radio station because it's a Monday, and my, I gave my valet the day off and my driver the day off, so I'm going to have to just fend my, for myself today. And my Me too. Are you going to be my driver today? My seamstress is not working today, nor is my tailor. So <laughs> I, I won't have any new clothes made today. I'll just wear, have to wear the old stuff that I had done last week, right? Okay. Because, you know, I am a slave to fashion. You, you, you are, you are. Yes, I am. Okay, we're going to take a break. We will be right back. It's BS.show. It is 6.30. BR thing to B. Am I on the air? I am on the air. So you are listening to BS.show. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And together we make BS. A whole lot of BS. But today BS.show, it's, it's a show about nothing. But really. today it's just therapy session. Um, man, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the news. Do you know who, and this is sort of like inside baseball kind of stuff. Do you know who, you ever heard the name Noah Oppenheim? No, but my, um, family has Oppenheims in them. Okay. Noah Oppenheim, 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 let me try it again. Noah Oppenheim used to be like the head dude at NBC News. Okay. And they recently put him somewhere where nobody knows. They've started, he still works for NBC, but they won't say exactly what he does anymore. You know why this is? Why? Ronan Farrow. Does that name ring a bell? It does. Okay, Mia Farrow and what's and the weirdo's uh, uh, son, who is a investigative reporter who got the 
Pulitzer Prize for the uh, Weinstein uh, Me Too movement kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? He's the one that blew the top off the the Harvey Weinstein story, which, you know, he's still being tried. I don't know if the jury came back or not. You know, he's already in jail, and he's had where he's abused and sexually, you know, raped and all sorts of terrible things, all these women through the years who have tried to become Hollywood stars. Ronan Farrow had that story, and he went to Noah Oppenheim and at NBC, and Noah killed it. No, we don't want to run that story. What do you mean you don't want to run this story? I don't want to run this story. And the reason they're saying, I read this interesting article, the reason they're saying he did that is because Noah Oppenheim, even though he's in charge of NBC News, his real, his real passion is screenwriting. He wants to be a Hollywood screenwriter. And the thought process was that if Noah Oppenheim greenlighted the Rowan and Farrow piece against Harvey Weinstein is that Harvey and all the Hollywood elites would never, ever, ever let Noah Oppenheim write a screenplay for a Hollywood movie because, well, he he outed us. You know what I mean? So then if you know the whole story. Then he goes to with New Yorker magazine and then, you know, the whole lid blows off. And it's probably one of the most explosive pieces of journalism that's happened for like in the last 10 years where it started the whole oh, Me you Too. Mean journalism isn't dead? Well, in certain aspects, it's. But see, there's a perfect example. The perfect example was this is why I complain about it. Ronan Farrell. Did I hit a button? No, no, no. He had his eyes dotted and his T's crossed, okay? He had all these sources. He had all these interviews. He had, he had his a, eyes crossed? No. His I, what did I say? His eyes dotted and his teeth crossed. Did I, what did I say the other oh, one? Okay, okay, I okay. That part. okay. Um, he had this story locked down. He had all these interviews with these women, and once again, it's my example of there are certain stories that happen in the United States that it's sort of like communist Russia, where uh we don't talk about that. Oh, uh, we don't talk about that. And to a certain extent, it's sort of going on it's right. It's always been like well, that, Well, no, though. it's going on right now with, with Biden. You know, I mean, this whole, oh, yeah. whole goofy thing, every day there's more documents they found. Has, has he said anything? Oh, well, he, he, you, know, he, you know, he... I know, I realize that it was, you know, those documents were in a locked garage, oh, well, so therefore that would be considered <laughs> safe. Right, a locked garage next to his Corvette. Okay, okay, ready Do for what? this? In a locked garage next to it. Hold on, I got the quote. <laughs> Matter of fact, hold on. Here it is right here. I pulled that one up. I got it from last week. Okay, here, well, let me get it. Let me get it. Here's the actual quote. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. <laughs> he said the documents were in his garage, were next to his Corvette, and the Corvette's in a locked garage. But then, I don't know if you saw this or not. You know, once again, the internet's an amazing thing. You know, the citizen journalist has emerged where people have driven by his house in the past and taken pictures of, oh, that's where the president lives, and the garage door has been open. <laughs> so, in other words, there, I saw one of them last week and thought to myself, oh, my God, this is so funny. You know, and you can see the Corvette sitting there. You know, and once again, there's nobody around. The door's open. You know, people are driving by. You know, the garage is locked. Nobody can get in. Okay, once again, we talked about this last week. If you had your birth certificates, you know, stuff from your kids, your insurance policy, all that kind of stuff, you don't put it in the garage. Matter of fact, robbers know that the things are, that are most important to you are typically in your bedroom. Did you know this? What did you just say? Robbers know that the things that are most important to you, a.k.a. most valuable, are in your bedroom. That's Wh- not true. Well, no, women usually have all their jewelry in their bedroom. Do you have your jewelry in your bedroom? No. Where's your jewelry at? Don't tell me it's in the... In the in Excuse the, me? 
hello. Where, well, no, where's, <laughs> your, where's your jewelry at? Where do you keep it? I'm not going to tell you. It's on the air. Robbers, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> no, no. Most people have things valuable could, to them. They could come in, but my dogs would eat them alive. Well, most people have things that are valuable in their bedroom. The idea being is that if you're in your bedroom, you're asleep. You know, all your valuables are close at hand. You know, all your most women have their jewelry in their bedroom. You know, because you always hear the the robbers in Hollywood, the break in. They go straight for the bedroom. That's where they go. They go and and people have money. Usually, they hide money someplace. And not only that, but most people, not most people, but some people. People have guns in their bedroom so that the robbers come in when you're there. You know, the robbers know that they got guns in there, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So anyway, where was I going with this? Who knows? I don't know. The whole thing is just... and, and Did not, you get kerplunked? No. With every goo, goofy new document that comes out, you know, it's to the point where like good old Trump's keeps looking better you know what i'm saying <laughs> I mean, you know, he's getting he, he got, will be vindicated he, do you think he's gonna run oh no no he won't get vindicated they'll throw the book he at him he'll end up in jail over this they'll go donald trump oh, he will not yeah the, donald trump you're going to jail well what about joe biden well that's different he's the president you're not the president well, i anymore. hope he gets martha stewart's cell <laughs> martha stewart she, she wasn't with uh gen pop well she was at one of the what do they called them the vacation prisons or something like that. It's like where they sent, you know, I mean, you know, maybe when they throw me in jail, you know, I'll, I'll go to one of the nice prisons. I won't go to the crappy ones, you know. But, you know, once again, God, it, 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 it bothers me so much. Over the weekend, I saw a couple more videos online of these YouTube dudes who are getting arrested because of YouTube videos they put out. Arrested or the EPA comes after them. You know this story? Um, if these guys are like no, on their, their YouTube mo- videos, they're modifying cars. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're making street rods and things like that. So they're showing what they do. And nine times out of ten, it has something to do with the emission system. So these guys are showing, hey, we, we took the catalytic converter off. Guess what? They get a, they get a nasty gram in the mail from the uh, EPA. Hey, you owe us $100,000. You modified that vehicle. We Don't tell us you didn't. We saw it on YouTube. You know, I'm going like, so <laughs> think about this. There are government workers now getting paid to watch YouTube. Think about that. How bizarre is that? There are government workers on many levels. <clears throat> the one that everybody's talking about is this guy that got his house raided. And <clears throat> hold on a minute. Hairball. He owns a gym. I, I don't know. Is Amarillo, Texas or someplace down in Southwest? Amarillo by morning? No. Anyway, he owns a, he owns a gym. And he's a car guy, and he takes all these car videos. So he's on his way to work one morning, on his way to the gym, and he gets pulled over by the police. Little does he know that they did that on purpose. They pulled him over on the interstate. So they kept him away from his house because they raided his house with like 10 guys with machine guns. And they go into his house, and it's all because of YouTube videos. And I'm going like, what? Now, why can't we get those guys here in St. Louis in the city, and maybe they'll start charging people for instead of like, you know, Kim Gardner not charging anybody for anything. But yet she goes after Pinky and Stripes. You know what I mean? She goes after, she goes after, uh, after, uh, uh, what's his name? How soon you forget? Eric Greitens. She goes after the governor. And she, with trumped up evidence. And I mean, it is trumped up evidence because of the fact that the guy who she hired as her investigator got in trouble for that because he was hiding stuff and stuff like that. I mean, how weird is that? You know? I mean, you think that she would know better people. Well, just like more, more professional. Here's a perfect example of this. 
Okay, my son was going to go down to the new Armory. I think we talked about this last week. You know, the Armory building they redid is like a recreation center. And like the first couple weeks it's open, every night they break into cars in the parking lot. Okay, welcome to a new facility in St. Louis. People are excited about going to, oh, let's go to the Armory. You come out, your windows are smashed because they broke into your car. Guess where they're not going to go again? To the city, right? Not driving to the city anymore. That's so sad. Our Ed Golterman living in Kirkwood. Speaking of the city, so my my cousin um, got married. Hold on, man. I can do something here. Tell me what I do. Okay. What did I just do? You just opened up your pop. No, he's dead. What? My pop is dead. I opened up a can of soda. Oh, yeah. I call mine daddy. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, is it my turn now? No, but go anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so it was out in Metropolis, Illinois, which is about three and a half hours away. So I drove down there in the morning and stayed for the wedding and the little get-together afterwards. And it was lovely. It was really lovely. What was this again? My cousins, my only living cousins. (laughs) My, My gene pool has, like, kind of slimmed down. I've got one living relative, and it's my cousin. Really? Uh huh. Why is that? Because you're an only child? Yes. So you don't have. And all the people on my father's side have passed, including my half brothers and half sister. And then um, my uncle just passed away. So Forrest Ray, his son, who's my cousin, is my only living relative. Wow. So he got married, he or she? What is it? He, yeah. He, he got it's married. A he. His name is Forrest Ray. How old is he? He's older than I am. I don't know how old he is. It took him this long to get married? No. Was he a was he a spinster then? No, he was married before. Really, people can do that. You can get married more than once. Evidently. Really, I thought mm-hmm. that was illegal in the United States. I thought I thought it was the one and done rule. Hey, if you don't get it right the first time, you can't get married again. Is that why you were married for twenty something years? Because you didn't think that you could. <laughs> It's the it's the one and done rule. You can't get married. Is I think. Hold well, on. that's a lie because David's my number three, and, and I didn't get in trouble for that. And there's Larry King, who I think was had how many wives? He had, did he had? five or six. No, didn't he? he had more than that. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think he had ten. Let me look him up real quick. Aww. Yeah, Larry. Larry there, was. You know, there are just some. Men, they're not like you. They're not. Um, I don't. I see. They need a woman. I guess there are men that need a woman. Like if something were to happen to me. I, my husband needs a woman. He's that kind of man. Hold on, let me look here. Larry But there's King. stipulations to that. Like, Larry if something King. happened to me first, he would have to go, um, okay. he, would, he would sell the house. Okay, Because mar- it wouldn't be fair. It's hard to live against a memory, and I am all over this house. It would not be fair to him or his new person. Okay. I want you to count for me, okay? I'm going to I'm going to read his his I tell you what, let's do this next break. I'm going to count, I'm going to give you the the his the the spouses names and you're going to count because there's so many of them here. Matter of fact, he married one lady twice. That happened. Isn't that weird? I've always thought it was a bit odd, but it's not for me to judge and Okay. <laughs> I I don't quite understand what's going on with that, but <laughs> You know, sort of like what you just said. You know, different strokes for different folks, right? I mean, I actually didn't say that right now. Well, but 
you said it was okay that you know you understand why people get married to the same person twice. I do. Okay, explain that. You said you wanted to wait till next break. Well, I was going to give you all the I was going to give you all the 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 uh, the names of the women, but okay. Oh. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay, so you're we're going to do that next break. Boy, this show's just moving right along this morning. <laughs> It's six forty. Cheerio. She's talking about breakfast Stop. food right there. Did you hear that? Cheerios. Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> it's that. That's one of the things that I think it's English. The English people, if you're a dude, they call you. You, your friends. You're not friends. They're mates. You know what I'm saying? My mate. Yes. My mate. And Cheerio. Okay. Here we go with Larry King. And now they're called my tribe. No, it's still mates. Okay. You ready? Are you counting? Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. Frida Miller, 1952 to 1953. She's number one. Annette, Hold on, my pen's not working. Okay. Annette, oh, he was single for a while. Annette Kay, married 1961, divorced 1961. That didn't last long. Aline Akins, married 1961, divorced 1963. So were we up to three? Yep. Mickey Sudfin, married 1963, divorced 1967. So how many is that? Is that, is that four. four? Okay, now here's what's interesting. Aline Akins comes back in. She's on her second time around from 1967 to 1972. So do she we, sounds... Um, so do we count her as twice? Yes, count her twice, okay? No, she yes. gets to count again. Well, no, she got... she get, he, 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 it's, a, it's another marriage. These are his marriages. Okay, one, I know. two... She counts as a marriage. No, she got she, twice, 61 to 63, and then 67 to 72. So there's two marriages. I know it is two marriages. So you're going to only count it as one? No. You're going to count it as two? two. Okay, it's counting as yes. two. So how many are we up to? Are we up to five then, right? Um. Yep, we okay. are. Okay, Sharon Lepore, married in 1976, divorced in 1983. That's number six, right? Julie Alexander, married in 1989, divorced in 1992. So that would be number six, correct? Seven. Is that Seven. Sean yep. Southwick, that was his last last wife. He was he was married to her when he died. Uh, married in 1997. The so guy he had eight. Man, crazy stuff. Wonder how much he could go against Ron Grubbs. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, he was he was Ron was <laughs> the classic line. My ex boss, who was a real character when I worked for Very him, good human. He was. Well, I don't know. Some people would say not because he was. There's some people who say that about me too. But well, there are lots of people that say that about me. In any case, I when I worked for him, he was 35. I was care. 25. Okay, when he was 35, he was on wife number five at 35. Okay, and I had matter of fact, I just got married at 25, so I was on. I was barely on wife number one, one and only. And then, and then he was married five times. Okay, so I tell Shelly about Ron. And there is a connection between Ron and Shelly's father, correct? So yes. we set up a lunch with Ron. And Ron was his typical charming self. Walks into the restaurant, you know, just sits down, greets Shelly, smile on his face. You know, very handsome dude. Uh, even though at the time he was, I think he was almost 70, 69 or something like that. Old guy. Yeah, he was very charming. Right. So he sits down and he starts talking to us about this and that. And I say to him, Hey, Ron, what wife is this for you now? And he looks at me, and he doesn't miss a beat. He says, my last. And unfortunately, he was correct, because he died about two years after that. 
He did. Yes. And, and that was his last and wife. And she was lovely as well. Number eight, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But and, and matter of fact, my radio brethren who have all worked from here in St. Louis, we had a little conversation about that one time. How many was that? Number eight. I, You know, I don't, once again, different strokes for different folks. I just don't understand that. I don't understand that. I don't get it. People change. But But once again, I mean... You know, it's like you said it before. There's some men that can't, can't live without a woman and vice That's versa. True. There's some women that can't live without a man. You know what I mean? That's, that is true, but women typically are stronger in that area than men are. I know. Well, men are the weaker sex. But you can't say that anymore because there's... I can say there's it. There's 92 sexes. Now. There's 92 genders. Whatever. <laughs> there's 92 genders. Well, there are. <laughs> More like um, species. <laughs> I just like... I don't even... I, you know, I hear... I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to acknowledge the the my son or daughter that feels like a dog you know i won't say who it is but someone told me this story who normally i always like this term poo poos what i say you know if you oh he poo pooed what he said okay uh-huh. i've norm someone who listens to the show and i won't mention who this is but they normally poo poo everything i say oh that didn't happen that never happened and then one day she sends me a text I think it was a couple weeks ago, about she knows for a fact that there is a litter box in one of the classrooms, supposedly here in the St. Louis area, because one of the students identifies as a cat. Ew. <laughs> I'm going, what? And what grade is this student Who in? knows? I mean, you know, I mean. I mean, can, these kids are not even having a chance to be kids. Okay. Can, because they're having to decide at in third grade. What sex they want to be. Remember, remember. What, what is that? This has been about a year ago. I read the story about some attorney. I read the story. Someone sent me this. It's a real story. This attorney who specializes in working with school districts. She's like a, a you know, a teacher or like a, a an attorney that specializes in education law, you know. Mm-hmm. And they talked about, the, she talked about the fact that there was a district that she was consulting that had a student in the classroom that said he was a dog and he wanted to be identified as a dog and he wanted to lay on the floor and they said that was okay from the lay on the floor but when he started barking that was when it you know it 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 uh, disturbed disrupted the classroom and that was they could stop him from barking he could lay on the floor when he started licking his butt (laughs) i'm just saying oh i got a good one there Sometimes I just don't even know why I talk. <laughs> we have to take a break at 6.59. You know, we called him Mr. BVD. I don't know if they, do you know, do they, let me try that again. Do they even make BVDs anymore? Is Shelly there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't know if they do or not. BVD. I was never a BVD girl, kind of girl. Underwear. I don't know if they're still even made anymore. But you know what I found out? What's So for dogs that are incontinent. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing it up because you said BVDs, you can get a pair of um, men's boxer shorts, right? And then get a maxi pad and put it as the inner liner of these boxer shorts and put them on backwards on a dog because they've already got a place for the tail. Okay, thank you for sharing, Shelly. <laughs> that was Shelly's great tip of the day. I think BVD is now owned by Fruit of the Loom. Looks like they've been bought out by. 
Yes, BBD's men, men's underwear, shopper collection, BBD's men, including men's boxers, briefs, a fruit of the loom. Yeah, they bought them out, apparently. Uh, just so you know, I know that you don't have a dog, but what I just said was is going to help a lot of people. I know. I've had, hold it. I've got 10 text messages already. Tell okay, Shelly, thank you so blah, much. Blah, 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 <laughs> We never, we never knew. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we blah. never. Okay. BVD is a brand of men's underwear, which are commonly referred to as BVDs. The brand was founded in 1876 and named after the three founders of the New York City firm. Joseph W. Bradley, he's the B. Luther C. Voorhees, he's the V. And Lyman H. Day, he's the D. The BVD brand, originally produced for men and women in the United States, is now produced solely for men by Fruit of the Loom. The BVD, BVD brand is also sh- uh, sold in Japan. So, in other words, they used to make women's underwear. They don't make women's underwear anymore. How bad is that? I mean, how you know, the the people should go after Hey, why is it that you, just like you know me, I mean, I don't think there should be any organizations that are just all men or all, all women anymore. It should That should be illegal. What do you think, Shelly? I don't even want to go into it. <laughs> nope. All women's organizations, wrong, terrible. I mean, you know, for years. Again, not talking about it. For years, women wanted to be part of men's organizations. Now they are, but now but women's have their own organization. How's that fair? It's not. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to discuss it. What are you laughing at? People are texting me things. They Which, are not. They are here. <laughs> There's, I got three texts. If I read any, any, either of them or, or any of them, you will go ballistic because it's about women's organizations. Mike Otten said, uh, he, he said, he, <laughs> the government's hiring thousands of new agents to go after rich people or watch YouTube videos and search the internet. One or the other. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing they talked about, hiring 87 new 87,000 new IRS agents, okay? And you know what the problem with that is? They said, we're not going after the common person. We're going after the people who make more than a half million dollars a year. Okay, guess what? The people that make a lot of money have an attorney, have an accountant, have a tax guy. They're not going to get any money from them. It's the Joe Blows, like, you know, you and me, the common people they're coming after because, oh, you expensed the fact that you took you took someone out to lunch and you paid for their lunch at White Castle. You're going to jail for that. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, okay, I'm sorry, but I didn't realize it. I couldn't claim my cat, you know. Anyway. Uh, Feel better? No, it's just, see, what bothers me is, is and and I have to tell you, like for example, this Coburg Coburger guy, Brian Coburger guy. Okay, uh huh. I am a pro law enforcement kind of guy, but yes, you are. I think that it's getting out of control when they have these raids on people's houses. Okay, they had fifty fifty plus police. FBI raid Koberger's house. Okay, they knew him and his mom and dad were in the house. They've been tracking him for like a week, you know, and and they knew he was in the house. They broke windows, they broke doors. Okay, why didn't they just call him on his cell phone and say, "Hey, we're outside. Come on out. The house is surrounded. We don't want you. We don't want you, Mr. and Mrs. Koberger. We want your son. Have him come out the front door. Have him, you know, turn around, hands in the air." You know, we'll take it from there. No, they break his doors down and stuff like that, okay? 
Same thing like with Donald Trump. You know, I'm not I'm not giving Donald pa- Trump a pass for having confidential docu- documents, but they wait till he's in New York City and they raid his house. Okay? It's yeah, like, that was just bad form. It's like this video I watched. Uh, this guy, this YouTube guy in Texas, they are they are prosecuting him for for uh, street racing. I'm going like, okay, bring those Texas prosecutors to St. Louis instead of putting up the Jersey barriers everywhere in downtown St. Louis. Prosecute all the street racers in downtown St. Louis. That's why the Jersey barriers are up on Broadway and 4th Street and stuff like that. Because the street racing, well, they can't stop it because they don't have enough police. You know, it just drives. But yet, and you know. It drives you crazy. Well, you know, Mike Elam says it best, okay? Mm-hmm. This radio station we're on is predominantly in St. Charles, Warren, Lincoln, and Franklin County, okay? Yes. Okay, what they call the collar counties, okay? Now, there are some people that will say, well, we live here in Washmo. We don't have to worry about other crime in the city. Or we live here in, in St. Peter's. Who cares about what's going on in downtown St. Louis? We, we live here in Warrington. The problem is that it's still the center of the St. Louis area, okay? And if you have friends like I do, when the Michael Brown riots were going on, I had people calling me saying, are you safe? Is your house on fire yet? I go, no, it's just like little area, Ferguson. Well, it looks like the entire St. Louis area is on fire. Looks like there's people in the streets rioting everywhere. No, it's just like West Florissant from north of Chambers down to down to the, the Jennings city limits. That's pretty much it. Well, you mean the whole areas are like we have floods. Is the arch underwater? If you've ever been to the arch, if the arch ever goes underwater, we're in a heap of trouble. You know, because if you've Indeed. if you've ever walked up from LK Sullivan Boulevard, walked up the steps to the base of the arch. Now keep in mind when we had the big flood, flood, flood in ninety three and ninety five, I think the water got to the steps, you know, I don't know how many steps of the the uh, of up to the arch, but yet, let's say it covered ten. I think there's like a hundred steps to the arch, so it came nowhere close. But everybody, are you okay? Now, quite honestly, I did that. A couple of friends of mine live in California. I sent them a text last week. Hey, you okay? Because I know one person that lives in Santa Barbara that that uh, um, you know that lives on a hill, and the problem they're having, you know, there's so many houses. You see this all the time. They have these these landslides where people build their houses on the sides of hills, and then the rain comes and the houses slide down the hills and stuff like that. And yet, what's interesting? This person, I'm going like, is it bad there? The news is saying it's bad. Person took a picture out their window. Beautiful sunset. I'm going like, okay, nothing, no problems there in Santa Barbara. But yet you hear, oh, Santa Barbara's falling into the ocean. No, it's not. You know, it's these. They've said that for years. It's these crazy news people. Like, like since I was in high school. That Santa Barbara's going to, no, the whole, the whole, they were going to say the whole California going to go in the ocean. Just going to slide in, slide in. Now, now Gavin, Gavin Newsom, who's the, the, this speech he gave last week, last week, he's the. The governor of California wants to be the next president of the United States. He gave this speech, talked about how f- people in California have more freedom than anybody else in the country. And I'm going like, how can they think that what? when they've got more restrictions oh, than the whole country combined? Thank you, Shelley Barr. I said the same thing. I myself. Okay, there's more crap that you have to adhere to for years and years and years. 
there were what they call California emissions. If you bought yeah. a car, there were there were two versions of a car. There was the 49-state car, and there was the California emissions cars because they had all these, these uh, strict emissions. California is the state that's going to ban internal combustions and combustion combu- i can't even talk this morning internal Easy combustion you, engines say. yeah by the year 2030 okay i'm going like they have we talked about this last week i'm surprised you've never seen this before it's everything you buy it's the california prop 96 warning and it says i don't care what it is it says almost everything you buy says warning california has determined that this product may be may cause cancer it's everything. Everything that you buy has the California Proposition 96. You know, it's like California has the toughest regulations on cars, toughest regulations on business, toughest regulations on everything. That's why it's so expensive to live there. Because you get, and here's the governor saying, we're, 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 the, we're, the, we're the freedom state. Yes, we're the freedom state. No, Wyoming, Idaho, places like that are the freedom states. It's not California. You know, that's like... <sighs> Don't get me going on that. Frustrating. Okay. Well, you know. You were going by yourself. I had nothing to do with it. You know, there are times we had the legislature that's back in session. We do. Okay. And congratulations to our friend, Wendy Hausman. What is she? She's um, the House. She's <laughs> not the. Yeah, she's a state rep. From where? For Missouri. What area is she from? Oh, St. Charles. Are you sure? Yes. I think she took over Tom Hannigan's spot. Because she's District 65, as was he. The smartest woman says, I guarantee that Montecito and Santa Barbara are experiencing terrible coastal flooding. Well, but it's not all, it's not everywhere. You know, once again, it's like my, what I said about like the, 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 uh, you know, the, the Ferguson thing. It's not everywhere, you know. Like when well, it's just like Missouri. You can, you you know, St. Charles specifically. It can be raining over at my house by you know on ninety four, and three sixty four, or it you know, and it's shining bright, and we've got tornado warnings over here, and in Wentzville, it's shining bright. This you know, it's just that's just the way we are. Hello. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing at me? Never mind. I'm just going to move on. Okay. No, 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 no. Please tell me. I don't know. Yes, you do. <sighs> no. Okay. Are you Is ready? it because what I said wasn't appropriate to what you were talking about? No, it just, I don't know. I do. It just, it just sort of the way you said it was sort of funny. It, it was sort of funny. I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. You know I'm not mad at you. You know I was listening. But to, you're you're making fun of me, and I want to know why. I know. Okay, you want me to be honest? I was listening to this thing yesterday at NPR. Yes, I do listen to NPR. And it's, yes, we it, all know you listen to it's, NPR. It's TED Talk, and they had this interesting thing where this woman who talked about she wanted to be a college professor, and she worked hard, she worked hard, she worked hard, and then she realized that she wasn't having any fun in her life, and she took a vacation and realized that she was young, but she was the weakest person, and she's turned into this physical fitness nut. And then they have another interview with this lady who talked about that that we all need to have fun in our lives every day. She said that I is... I agree with that. We need to have fun in our lives every day. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I need more fun in my life. So that's why I'm on the air with you in the morning, because it's fun, right? It is fun. Okay. Let me read this to you. Okay. This is the headline. <laughs> this is from last week. 
Maryland school employee inadvertently emailed sexually explicit photos to the entire student body. Oh, oops. <laughs> that wasn't the easy button, was it? No. This is at the Henry A. Wise Junior High School. A high school in Maryland issued an apology Friday after an employee accidentally sent sexually explicit photos to the entire student body, according to school officials. Principal Taryn Washington at Dr. Henry A. Wise Junior High School in Prince George's County sent a letter to students' families Friday informing, informing them of the incident, stating that the employee, quote, inadvertently sent an email to all students containing the photos. Washington School Administration. How do you do that inadvertently? <laughs> I don't know. Washington School, uh, Washington said school administrators immediately tried to retract the email. Good luck in that. But the photos were seen by many people and were shared with others. Quote, I'm asking all that I'm asking that all students as responsible online citizens not share the photos by email, social media outlets, or other avenues. Guess what? They've already been shared forty two thousand times. Right. You know? It's gone ballistic, hasn't right. it? In the letter, Washington said appropriate steps have been taken regarding the employee, quote, but further details and disciplinary actions, if any, were not released. The school and school system have not identified the employee. <laughs> Wow. The letter stated that a mental health clinician and professional school counselors were available for any student seeking support. No, they're not seeking support. They're going like, whoa, look at that. We sincerely regret this incident. Yeah, this is so exciting. <laughs> Looking at this this 50-something-year-old man with this well, you don't, saggy body. Well, no, no, no. They, they don't know. They, they, they don't say what the pictures were. It says pictures. It's not like one picture. I don't think they were like selfies or anything like that. I think they were just like porn somebody was sending out <laughs> okay so so there's like porn for every fetish out there oh yeah 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 have you ever seen have you ever seen tractor porn before oh my god tractor porn stop oh it. the john deere porn is oh my god the john deere porn is is just incredible you wouldn't believe it and and okay, there's I'm you now. <laughs> moving on can you imagine though a school somebody at the employee some employee at the school district first off what are they doing with with indecent pictures at work anyway you know what i mean i wouldn't can't you get fired for that they're probably uh, on their phone <laughs> but i want to know how they sent the entire student body yes <laughs> well apparently there's and a there's, exactly there's, trying to send there's the to. button where they send it to everybody you know like you know like there's a, a list boom oh we'll, we'll hit this list bonk here's this picture bonk oh my god i just sent naked pictures to everybody in the school <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, that was a hell of a Jerry Maguire moment. Now, here we go. This is when Missouri looks bad in the national news. This happened last week. The Missouri legislation went legislature went back into session, okay? And uh -huh. of all the important things we have, you know, taking care of the roads and stuff like that, all the important things in Missouri, what does the legislature concern themselves with? Dress code. Dress code for men and women. Now, the interesting thing is this is how it got into a national news story. Women in the state of Missouri, if you're a state rep or a state or a state senator in the state of Missouri, you're not allowed to have <gasps> bare arms. What? You can't have bare arms. If you're a woman... So you... they have no right to bare arms? No, 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 no. B-A-R-E. <laughs> bare arms. As in, you can't wear like oh, a dress. I myself. A dress with no. At all. No, I know what you want. You can't wear a dress with no arms. You know what I mean? You, you got to have. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Now, you know the reason for that was. No. The reason for that is they 
they have decided, the men legislators have decided that all the women in the Senate and the House, they don't like their tattoos on their arms. So they make them cover their tattoos. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to say, do all women in the state legislature have tattoos in their arms? That's what you're supposed to say, Shelly. Go ahead, say it. Well, they probably do. <laughs> you think so? Yes. <laughs> Does your friend who's the who is the who is your friend that that's you said is state state rep now? What's her name? Houseman? Yeah. Is Wendy. she is she got tattoos on her arms? I don't think she does. Oh, she can't be a state legislator then. Oh, so she can. This is a national story. She's lovely. That, She's a lovely human being. Um here, here, let me read you the first paragraph. The Missouri House of Representatives, this is a national story, kicked off the new session by tightening its dress code and requiring female lawmakers to cover their arms and wear blazers while in the state's capital, much of this may an outrage of House Democrats. Lawmakers met on Wednesday to debate changes to the House rules, as is customary at the start of the new General Assembly every two years. The existing dress code, which was last updated in 2021, states that women are required to wear a dress or skirts or slacks worn with a blazer or sweater and appropriate dress shoes or boots. Republican State Rep. Ann Kelly proposed an amendment that would require women to wear jackets defined as both blazers and knit blazers with dresses, skirts or slacks and dress shoes or boots. Kelly stated the update is necessary because, quote, it is essential to always maintain a format, a formal and professional atmosphere. She I was, agree, she was met, the capital. She was met by swift opposition from Democrats who called it ridiculous. The state house eventually approved a modified version of Kelly's proposal, which allows for cardigans as well as jackets, but still requires women's arms to be concealed and covered. <gasps> the move was decried as sexist as the men's dress code was left unchanged. Oh, they can wear short sleeve shirts and be fine. <laughs> no, they must also adhere to the dress code in the chambers with male lawmakers required to, quote, wear business attire, including coat, tie, dress trousers, dress shoes, or boots. So they have to have to cover their arms, Nothing too. about their socks. No, they can have There is nothing <laughs> they can wear no more, socks. more sexy than a man with nice socks. How about a man with no socks? And how papers. about How about Don Johnson, if Don Johnson were state rep? No, that, does, that doesn't do anything for him. You don't like the Don Johnson look? No, I really don't. Remember he wore the Armani suits with no socks and then had, like, the, the Armani shoes and stuff like that? Ew. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't wear thongs. It's like mm. among those critics was state rep Peter Meredith, who called out his Republican colleagues for hypocrisy over how they handled health and safety guidelines when it came to wearing a mask. He thought about, do you know what it feels like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at your top, trying to decide whether it's appropriate or not? Uh, said Ep- a rep, Representative Ashley Dunn, said on the state house floor, adding that the update motion was ridiculous. Representative Brenda Shields, a Republican, defended Kelly's proposal as an effort to clarify the rules that were already in place and suggested adjusting the language to let cardigans count as jackets. Who cares? You know, I mean. And what is the relation between but, the two? Okay, this shows you how, okay, the most important things you normally do first, right? If you're driving down the street and, you're, and you have a blot on your car, you all of a sudden you your tire blows out. Do you make sure you're listening to the right radio station? No, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, you, I do. You make sure you grab that steering wheel. Make sure you can get that car from the shoulder. Okay, when when well, unless it's on the shoulder and that's why it has a 
a flat tire. No, the, the then you, you want to get it off the shoulder. You're missing what I'm saying. You do the most important things first, okay? If somebody breaks into your house and they put a gun to you, you're not going to say, "Hold on a minute, I think my I think I heard the dinger on my on my dryer. I think my clothes are done. I got to go down and and pull my clothes out of the dryer." No, you don't do that, right? It's it's the Maslow's or Maslow's whatever his name was theory of hierarchy. Okay, so the example being the most important thing is the dress code for the state of Missouri. How about we give them uniforms? How about that? We give them uniforms. Hey, you're you know the, the state legislators, the the, the the representatives wear blue and the the senators wear red, and that way you see them. Oh, that, a, that guy's a red. He's a senator. Oh, she's in blue. She's a rep. Give them a uniform. What do you think about that? And that way it'd save them money. State issued uniform, you know, like they, you know, like, like we'll put them in jumpsuits. You could do like Mary Kay and have, or Century 21 where they had gold. Gold jackets. Um, I'm sorry? Gold jackets. Yes. yes. Mary Kay has red jackets for the people who are like middle. They're not directors, but they're like directors in. Right. In qualification. Right. And um, yeah, they could do that. Ah, uh, the state of Missouri. But we make all those national headlines. You know, once again, people around the country go, those Missouri people are a bunch of boobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're worried about... Can we say that on the radio? Yeah, they're nimrods. How's that? They're, 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 they're worried about... They're more worried about women's arms being exposed, okay? And, you know, and the crazy thing about that is the legislators... I know these guys. All these guys from St. Charles County, uh, Washington, you know, County, Franklin County, St. Charles County. They're concerned about that, but yet they drive across the east side and they don't want to see anything on those women on the east side. You know what I'm saying? No clothes. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no clothes? Never mind. Why? <laughs> we have to take a break. It's 720. What did I say now? Nothing. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It is 732. We're working on a holiday. How's that for being tough, right? We are tough. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Do you ever watch the, the Sunday morning news shows? The Sunday the national news show, Meet the Press, things like that. How many times have I told you I don't have TV? Okay. Senator, uh, what's the guy's name? He's from, is it Ron Johnson? Where is it? Where is he from? Ron Johnson from Wisconsin was on NBC's Meet the Press. And he got into a sort of a shouting match with, what's the guy's name? Uh, with Chuck Todd. You know who Chuck Todd is? No, but you sound like you're off mic. Is your is your microphone close to you? No, it's back in the bathroom. I, oh, you know, I'm in the bathroom right now. I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm pulling an Onion Horton. Okay. Um, onion Horton. There's a story uh-huh. behind that. Okay. So they get into a fight on the air, and Chuck Todd, they're talking about Hunter Biden, and, and Ron Johnson is complaining about the fact that, that, you know, that Hunter Biden can get away with anything, and, and, and nobody's, uh, nobody's done anything against him. And he says, Senator, do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? This is Chuck Todd. He's the head, or he's like the Washington bureau chief for the NBC News, and he runs Meet the Press. Okay, there are multiple crimes that Hunter Biden has committed. Okay, first off, ask anybody who's a gun guy, and they'll tell you the crime that he committed, that if you and I committed that, we'd be in jail right now. You know what that crime is? What? He lied on an application for the purchase of a firearm. 
how do you know that, number one? Number two, why did he do such a foolish thing? What in his little Hunter Biden mind thought that that would be okay? Well, because he's Hunter Biden. He never gets in trouble. Because his daddy is the right, you know, the right. leader of the free world. There's a question. There's a couple questions on the form. If you bought a gun, you know what I'm talking about. It's called, what, 4473, I think is the form number. If you go buy a gun, you have to fill out this form. And yes. this has been somewhat controversial because now we've legalized marijuana in Missouri. But yet, if you tell the truth... And if you are a regular marijuana user instead of Missouri, and you tell the truth on your application, you will be denied a gun. You know this? You know this story? Yeah. Well, I don't know what story you're going to say, but it that asks is true. You, it asks you specifically. They took away the concealed carry. No, no, no. It asks you specifically if you are a user of marijuana. And if you say yes, you can't get the gun because marijuana is still considered a federal, federal class one narcotic, whatever, okay? Yes. But one of the other questions ask you, are you or have you been a addicted to illegal drugs? And Hunter Biden said, no. And everybody knows that's not true, including Hunter Biden. So, but he can get away with that. So, and if you know this bizarre story, he goes and buys this gun, he lies and gets the gun, then his wife finds out, okay, first off, who would marry Hunter Biden? Let's ask that question. Ladies, how many how many of you out there would marry Hunter Biden? Okay, so so she finds out that he's got a gun, so she gets it away from him when he doesn't know it. She takes it to a local area where there's a like a supermarket and she throws it in the dumpster. So then he tries to find his gun. And she says, I threw it away. And she says, and he says, well, where is it? And he goes, well, it's in a dumpster behind the XYZ supermarket. So they get in their car and they go to the dumpster and it's gone. Because of some, course it is. Because some homeless guy going through the dumpster you found it. You know there was. Right. Some, no, so <laughs> found it. And guess what? The supermarket is across the school, across the street from a school. So... Did Hunter About Biden right. get, did Hunter, like, let's say that happened to you. Let's say, let's say you, let's say you're, you're, you're a, a rehab cocaine addict and you're not, but let's say you are. Okay. So you go to the gun store and you fill out the form and they said, you know, and let's say you smoke marijuana 42 times a day and you're, and you're, you're in rehab for, for cocaine usage and you go to the gun store and you go, have, are you addicted to any gu- drugs? Nope. Have you smoked wearing marijuana? Nope. Okay, and they give you, you you pay the money, you get your gun. Okay, and then a couple weeks later, the police, for some reason, think Shelly's got a gun. Let's go check to see if she filled like out Jamie. that filled out that form right. Okay, guess what? They show up at your house and say, um, Shelly, we're taking you to jail because you lied on the form. But not Hunter. He gets away with that. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, you know, I mean, there are just some people in life that get away with stuff, and some people in life that do not. That have instant karma. But see, see, I think it's I think it has to do with, and this is my theory, it has to do with how much of a, shall we say, what would be the top proper word? How much of a scofflaw you are to begin with. You know what a scofflaw is? No. Let me look that up. Uh, it's one of those words nobody ever uses anymore. S C O W F L O F L A W. I think that's what it is. Um it's S-C-O-F-F-L-A-W. That's a person who flaunts the law, especially one who fails to pay fines owned, a person who flaunts rules, conventions, or accepted practices, okay? 
Would you say that's Hunter Biden? I would say it is. Because, you know, he's not going to worry. What's going to happen? He's His dad's the president. Nothing's going to happen. He's got the get-out-of-jail card, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So, I would agree. Yes. Okay, so the idea being is, if Hunter Biden, if, if tomorrow's story is Hunter Biden gets drunk and is seen naked in the streets of, of Delaware, people go, oh, it's Hunter Biden. But if that happened to to Don Trump Jr. or Eric Trump, oh my God, Eric Trump got drunk and was drunk and was naked in the streets in, in near, near Mar-a-Lago, that would be the number one story on every single news channel, right? But yet, for days, right? Maybe but if, weeks. But if the same thing happened in Hunter Biden, people go, "That's eh, Hunter Biden, right?" Eh, what do you expect? Eh, you know, well, what do you, you know, he's his president's son. You know. By the way, what do, do you know? You know what happened? You know the deal with? Can you be more specific? <laughs> Joe Biden and the con- and the 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 the, the, the se- top secret documents they found in his that garage. They keep on finding. Yeah, they went back in his garage. You know, Corvette. You know, you know, you know what else they found in his garage? What? Jimmy Hoffa. They ah, <laughs> that's funny. I have to finish my story. Can I finish my story? What's your story? So when I was driving back from my cousin's um, wedding, yeah, I was driving down 64. Well, I to me it's 40. It will always be 40. Right. By the way, anyway, did, I digress. Did you leave your gun at home? I'm sorry. Did you leave your gun at home? I did. You don't have a gun. You can't have a gun in Illinois. Okay, keep going. Okay. Well, I did. But anyway, so um, I just had like this, this driving down 64, it was like, it was like I was reliving my life because I would drive past one thing and it would, it was like six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon, but it was like tying all these stops along the 64 route that made me think of everything, you know, like going to um, the bars that were over in Illinois, not in Sauge, but Sauge did pass. And I was like, I remember my pop's days. And then I would well, hold so you're, come you're... on something else and I'd go, oh, I remember that too. And, and I mean, it was just a lovely, lovely, kind of long Drive. So what you're telling me is you're realizing you're sort of going back and remembering your wild younger days, correct? Yes. <laughs> Took a while to get that answer out. I so, did have a misspent youth. So so you were an East Side girl? You used to go to East Side a lot? I did. So you went to Pops a lot? Yes, I did. Did you go to the original Pops before it burnt down? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was right there on the railroad tracks. Then yes, it, and it yes, burnt it to the ground, and then they moved it. <laughs> did you go? And they used to go to Oz. Did you go? I never went to the other places, but I did go to Oz. Did you go to Fast Eddie's? Of course. <laughs> How many times do you think you've been to Fast Eddie's? Over the course of what? From the forty from the, years. From the time you legal from the time you could legally drink, which for you was fourteen, how many times do you think you went to <laughs> to to fast Eddie's? Um I was probably probably at least thirty. At thirty times you've been there. Okay. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Nothing against Eddie, because I think you he's don't a great get guy. It. No, no. Uh, he spends lots of money in radio, so I think Eddie's a great guy. Yeah. I don't get pops. Why? To me, it's a dump. 
<laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it. It's a dump. Now, the coolest thing they did was when he bought the street. See, because I think that that was funny. Okay, I'm not a smoker, okay? I've never been a smoker. I've always been, you know, through the years, I've always been upset that, you know, like, you know, your smoke infiltrates my clothing, okay? I don't like that, okay? And once again, I'm one of the, you know, swing my fist as long as it doesn't touch anybody else's nose kind of guy. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do in your house. All I care is if you do something in your house that involves explosives, I care about that because your house could blow up and damage my house. But I don't care what you do in your house. I don't care what you do in your personal life. I don't care what kind of kinky sex you're having. I don't care. Just don't let it bother well, me. Okay, you do. No, but but because you had a very strong stance on um, some some rich person that had a lot of children. We're talking about Nick Cannon. He had, Is that who it was? He had five kids last year. He had five kids by five different wives. Yeah, I know. I don't think that's right. But that's not it's me. It's not your place to, to judge this man. <sighs> but anyway, continue on because I was enjoying that. Okay. I thought it was sort of cool what Fast Eddie did because they made smoking inside illegal. So he buys the street from the city of Alton. Yes, he did. And he puts in – he 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 – Talking about threading the loopholes, he does everything. Threading the loopholes, well, that's fine. He puts in an outdoor patio that has a removable cover. So in other words, yes, when it's does. cold, they roll the cover over and they turn the heaters on. And it's like being inside, but you can smoke. But of course, it's not inside because it's outside. I'm going like, okay, dude, I sort of like that. But once again, I, you know, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, if the place is smoky, I don't care. There, I don't go there. You know, like when they used to allow smoking everywhere, there's certain places I'm not going there too smoky, right? I told you one in my... I mean, well, I even did that, and I was a smoker. Well, you know, there's some place you go in, it's like the point where it's like, it's like it looks like a nuclear blast just happened because there's like, you know, you can't see three feet in front of you, the smoke's so thick, okay? Yes. And I used to, once again, I was a guy, I you know, I I paid my way through college by being police dispatcher. I don't know if I ever told no, you I worked police you? Yes, I worked for a police department. How cool. Anyway, by being on the, by working at the original KSOQ and also spinning records at clubs and at, at wedding receptions and stuff like that, there were wedding receptions. We did it like, especially VFW halls were the worst offenders. I'm telling you, the next day, you know, I would go home and I had a walk-in closet. I'd take, I, you know, my old clothes, I'd throw them in a hamper. And the next morning, I'd walk into my closet and go, man, what is that smell? It was my clothes from the night before. Just, just you know, inundated with cigarette smoke. Just just horrible. You know, but once again, I'm, I'm still... Are you finished? No, I'm the kind of guy that I don't necessarily think that the smoking rules are right. I think that what should, instead of the the, the government coming, you can't smoke in this room anymore, you know, uh, I you know, in this establishment. I think there should be, if you want to have a bar that's smoking, you should be required to put a big sign on the front door that says, attention. I mean, like a big sign to the point where you can barely see if it's a glass door in the front of the building. It has to, you know, the rule would be it has to cover two-thirds of the glass doors. In other words, it has to be like probably two feet wide and five feet tall. Okay, attention. We smoke in this establishment. If this bothers you, stay out, go somewhere else, okay? So if you want to have a smoking place, you can have a smoking place. I don't think the government should step in and do that. And the- and once again, the place that they allow smoking, people who smoke will go there. And the people who don't smoke won't go there, right? Simple as that. Haven't they already been down this road before? No, they made it a law. 
Can I tell you the weird? Can I? Uh, this next break, I got to get this off my chest. I have never ta- told this story before, and it bothers me to think about this because this was like this crazy, weird, stupid thing that was funded by the American Cancer Society. And I'm going like, I don't quite understand what they're doing. Okay, I'll tell the story next break. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it is 7:40. Hold on, I got to do something. Da-da-da. I do this, I do this. Okay, here we go, 7.46. It is BS.show, 7.50. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Together we make BS. Okay, I'm going to tell you this story, okay? I'm making myself in trouble for this, okay? You ready? Okay. I don't know how many years ago, seven, eight, nine years ago, something like that. All of a sudden in Washmo, this campaign started, I think it was called, and a website showed up and there was a Facebook channel or Facebook page and a, and a YouTube channel and a Twitter account. I believe it was Breathe Easy Washmo, okay? And out of the clear blue, all of a sudden, there was this huge campaign to make smoking illegal any place in the city of Washmo. You can't smoke here, you can't smoke there, you can't smoke anywhere. Okay, bang. Well, it just started like that. I'm going like, where did this come from? And there were people calling the radio station. Hey, we want it. We're a guest. We'd like to come on your station and talk about Breathe Easy Washmo. Okay, now, the interesting thing was a friend of mine who lived in Hannibal, Hannibal, Missouri, him and I were talking about various stuff, and I said something to him. I go, you know, there's this thing going on all of a sudden in Washmo where there's this campaign started by, you know, and he says, the same thing's happening in Hannibal. Same thing. It was Breathe Easy. I can't remember if that was the... It was the same name. It was like Breathe Easy Hannibal and Breathe Easy Washmo, okay? And all of a sudden, this quote-unquote citizens group came out of nowhere and, and you know, we're lobbying the city. We can't have smoking anywhere. Smoking. And once again, I don't smoke and I don't really care. If you smoke, just don't blow your smoke in my face, okay? That's my philosophy. I don't care. I don't think government should say, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that, okay? So... One day, I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be, there's something behind this. And like, for example, me being the guy with the journalism degree and having, you know, my my stupid worthless journalism journalism degrees and no. being one of Dr. Camille Winter's students who taught us about true journalism, it's just like if you watch these protests, all of a sudden, one day, there's a protest and everybody shows up with a printed sign, okay? There's somebody organizing that. Get what I mean? And, you know, for a while... There must be a Facebook group. Well, no, 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 no. It's somebody that's behind the scenes who's like the puppet master. Okay, let's look at it that way, okay? For a while, remember there was this picture... That's always the case, though. Remember there was this picture of all these migrants... Hold on a minute. These migrants uh, coming across the border... Uh, from Mexico and the United States, and they all had Joe Biden T-shirts on. You know what I mean? Like, okay, who who's behind this? Okay, so here's my little slew thing. So I look up on the domain name, on the who is, you know, with, with the internet, who is, I looked up Breathe Easy Washmo and Breathe Easy Hannibal. And there's a guy listed, doesn't say what company he's with, and he's listed, and he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a phone number. So I call the phone number guy answers and i go i go can i ask you a question i told him who i was it wasn't like i was snooping or anything like that you know like you know like I, it's, it's joe smith i saw your name you want to you want to sell that domain name i wasn't doing that kind of stuff and i said to him who do you work for and you know what he says to me american cancer society i go so you're registering all these domains yeah i really can't talk about that what do you mean you can't talk about that i can't talk about that 
I go, so you're, she says, all I know is people tell me to register a domain and put up a website and I do it. Okay, fine. Who's those people? American Cancer Society. So he says to me, if you want to find out, he says, I can't discuss that. He says, you're in St. Louis area? I go, yeah. He says, here's the lady to talk to. And he gives me the, their, their official spokesperson, their comms person for American Cancer Society here in St. Louis. I call this lady. I leave her message after message after message. Finally, one day she calls me back and I said, I'm just curious, what are you doing? I can't talk about that. It was like a big secret. Now, why is that? Why would the American Cancer Society be running secret campaigns to ban smoking? Don't you think the American Cancer Society would running would say, hey, we, want, we think smoking's bad, it causes cancer, and it does, everybody knows that. Don't you think they would be upfront about that? But instead, they're like doing all this behind-the-scenes weird stuff. Don't you think that was weird? Why would, I do. Why would it be a secret? Why would and why why do I have to, you know, why do I have to be played? Because maybe it's a a major branding thing, and they don't want to give away their secrets. Okay, it's a not which for, it must have worked. Well, because it piqued your interest. No, but they banned smoking. Like, but here's here's the here's the bad here's the the backlash of that. Okay. There was a guy, and I'll tell you the, the law rest. of unintended consequences. No, 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 no. Well, there is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the, the story. There was okay. a guy who just opened up a hookah lounge in downtown. You know what a hookah lounge is? I do. Okay, just opened up a hookah lounge in downtown Washington. Okay, like six months before this happened, he got a permit from the city and the whole bit. I went down and talked to him. I go, okay, explain. He says, well, the mayor came by with Sandy Lucy. The mayor came by and told me that, that, that you know, even though I, I was grandfathered in until my business license expires, and then I have to renew my business license, and then I can't, they won't renew my business license. The Mersham corncob pipe, which is down in downtown Washington, that makes corncob pipes, world-renowned. It's haunted. Right, world-renowned corncob pipe maker. They can no longer let people test smoke pipes in their showroom okay you go down there and test popus my test test smoke a pipe i don't i'm not a pipe smoker so i don't get that either but yet you could go downtown and back in the old days if you wanted to buy a pipe you'd go in a room you could sit and smoke it not anymore you can't do that and then all these people that had like the the businesses in washington that had like smoking designated smoking areas so their smokers could take a smoke on their break no longer could take a smoke on their break why because they because they pass law, you can't smoke inside anymore. It's illegal. Can't smoke inside. I- illegal. And what's interesting is... So they couldn't go outside? You can go outside, but you can't smoke inside anymore. So they had they had designated... So it just like... I don't know. I Hope did, folks has a de- had a designate, designated smoking area. What's that? Poe folks. Back in the day, all restaurants did. You know, you walked in, they yeah, say smoking, smoking, you want smoking, non-smoking. And I'm going like, like, what difference does it make? Because their smoke's going to drift into my area anyway. You know, it's not like there's like an invisible, invisible barrier that comes up like the smoke won't go past this wall. You know, you I mean? could have been the bubble boy, <sighs> the bubble boy. Okay. So why Brad would the bubble boy? No, why would the American Cancer Society hide that? You'd think that would be something they'd be proud of. Yes, we're the American Cancer Society. Yes, cigarettes causes cancer. Yes, we want to ban them. Yes, we want to be behind that. But they did this secret operation. And the crazy thing is, I identified like 10 cities where they did the exact same thing. They came into town. They got some person to be like the spokesperson. This person all of a sudden showed up at all the city council meetings. All of a sudden, there's printed material. There's a website. There's a Facebook page. There's a Twitter page. There's a YouTube channel. Blah, 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 blah. They get the, you know, they, they take all the city leaders out to lunch. In three months, there's no smoking ordinances. And I'm going like, 
why doesn't they just why don't they just come out and say it's the American Cancer Society? And this lady that I talked to, the PR person, she danced around it like crazy. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to confirm or deny that that's us. I go, I talked to your guy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's an American Cancer Society employee. He tells me somebody calls him and says, put up a website, buy this domain for this city. I can't confirm or deny any of that. I go, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Why would I don't know where HIPAA is. This has nothing to do with HIPAA. Exactly, but they're acting like it does. No, they're just they're just they're just covering their tracks because they don't want anybody, you know. Once again, they think they can they can get away with stuff like this. Now, what were they getting away with? That's what I don't understand. If they're the American Cancer Society and there's something that causes cancer and they come out and say, hey, this causes cancer, don't do that. Aren't you going like, hey, man, those American Cancer Society people, they're looking out for me. You know what I'm saying? But apparently they thought that the smoking thing would be so reprehensible that they didn't want to have their name associated with it. But yet they're doing this. That happens all the time. You'd be surprised what all that kind of crap that happens. These groups, like this no, guy, I really wouldn't. This Shem- I would not be surprised this, at all. The Shemed Dogan dude, you know who I'm talking about? No. You don't know who Shemed Dogan is? Oh no. Shemed Dogan is this guy. Oh Shemed, I'm he, sorry. Yeah, we go way back. He ran for for. Um, county executive of St. Louis County and he got beat out by that lady that didn't do any campaigning. Now he's been hired by another group that's doing the 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 the, the rank choice voting thing. Here we go again. You know, rank choice voting. Oh, it's much more fa- fun. It's much more fair. You know, and this one you vote for if there's five people running for for office, you vote for four of them. Okay, what does that do? You know what I mean? We got to go. Say goodbye, Shelley. Goodbye, Shelley. Have a great day everybody. Peace. I fly. Brad, have a good day. You just talked over the weather. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.